Here and welcome to Looking Back at Lost, where each week I look at another episode of ABC's Lost to see how that episode fits into the series as a whole. Today I'll be covering episode 208 entitled Collision. This is the 32nd episode overall, and there are 89 to go. And with that, let's get straight into the Wikipedia summary. Hi, this is Pete from phgeek.com. I post under the name of Admiral Pete. And with that, as the Lost Aficionado myself, let me read you the uh, summary here of this particular episode. Flashbacks. Anna Lucia is a police officer in the Los Angeles Police Department who was shot by a burglary suspect. After recovering, she has trouble dealing with the stress of the job. When she learns the suspect who shot her, Jason McCormick, has been caught and has confessed, and all she needs to do is identify him, she takes a look that says it's not him, and he is released. She then follows him herself and confronts him in a lonely parking lot. When she calls his name, he asks, I know you? At which point she states, I was pregnant. Shoots him several times in the chest and then proceeds to shoot him several times again in the head. On the island, realizing that Anna Lucia has shot Shannon, Saeed holds his gun on her, but Echo knocks him down and struggles with him. During the fight, Anna Lucia knocks Saeed unconscious and then forces Libby to tie him up with vines from Sawyer's stretcher. Echo then carries Sawyer to find medical attention from the main group of survivors. When the other tail section survivors force Anna Lucia to tell them her plan to resolve the situation, she tells them that Michael must go back to the camp and return with ammunition, a pack, clothing, and food for Anna Lucia, who plans to survive on the island on her own. Michael leaves for the midsection survivor camp. Back at the hatch, after Jack brings down Sawyer's temperature using the hatch's shower, he tries to get Sawyer to swallow medication. When he can't do it, Kate offers to help. She embraces Sawyer and whispers in his ear slowly, telling him that he has to swallow the medicine to get better. Sawyer then swallows the pill. When Jack and Locke learn about what happened to Shannon and Saeed, they angrily demand that Echo guide them to the location, but Echo refuses, saying that Ana Lucia made a mistake. And Jack recognizes her name as someone he had been conversing with before boarding Oceanic Flight 815. Michael returns and informs Jack about Anna Lucia's demands, and Mr. Echo agrees to take Jack only back to Anna Lucia as long as he agrees not to take any guns. After the other tail section survivors, Libby and Bernard, leave Anna Lucia and follow Jin back to camp, Anna Lucia interrogates Saeed, asking him apparently odd questions, such as whether or not he has any children. He asks her if she is going to kill him. Clearly experiencing mental anguish, he says perhaps she should kill him. Anna, in response, relates her story, saying that when she was shot, 
All she heard was a pop, and that by the time she hit the ground, she thought she was dead. She tells him that she feels dead. When Saeed asks her what happened to the man who shot her, uh, she says nothing happened to him. And then he was never found. Uh, she then frees Saeed with Echo's machete, drops her weapon, and dares Saeed to take his revenge. But Saeed refuses, saying, What good would it be to kill you if we're both already dead? And walks over to Shannon's body. Eventually, the rest of the tail section survivors and Jen make it back to the camp where Bernard and Rose, as well as Jin and Son, are finally reunited. The episode ends with Saeed carrying Shannon's body back to camp and Anna, Lucia, and Jack, the two leaders of the survivor camps, facing each other for the first time after the crash. So I hope you enjoy uh, Matt's recap here of the episode on Looking Back at Lost, and would invite you again to check out php.com, where you can find myself, uh, JPR, Justin, our other colleague, and Looking Back, Matt, uh, in addition to Double Helix, uh, Jackie blogging and podcasting about geek culture. Thank you very, very much, Pete, for that wonderful uh, summary of the episode there. I'll just quickly mention uh, as a note, dear listeners, that uh, PH Geek also has a podcast on iTunes, which I am a part of. So uh, I certainly encourage you to check out the PH Geek podcast at uh, phgeek.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. Anyhow, enough with uh, the plugging. Let's now get into my thoughts about this episode, 208 Collision. The uh, Seeing the previously on Lost uh, with the recapped Anna Lucia meeting back in the, the Sydney airport, um, it was a little jarring. It kind of was like this moment of like, oh, wow, is Jack still in this show? Uh, he was hardly in Abandoned. Uh, as I recall, he was just in, uh, you know, kind of in the flashback walking by um, when uh, Shannon and the stepmother are told about uh, the father's death. Um, and then he certainly was not in the other 48 days at all, uh, be it in uh, new footage or any of the, uh, any of the uh, montage stuff. So it was just kind of this moment uh, initially with him where it's just like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's still in the show. And then uh, in a bit that, that feeling gets repeated as we see some of our other uh, castaways. But anyhow, the recap ends in excruciating fashion. Of course, it's Shannon's death shown for the third time in as many weeks. Um, although certainly we do get a sense that there's, you know, there's going to be some resolution on that. Um, the episode proper goes from Shannon being shot to Anna Lucia, uh, taking shots, uh, at the firing range, uh, of course, in, uh, in flashback. It's a nice transition. It's certainly is, uh, certainly is thoughtful. I can only imagine that it was scripted that way. I mean, certainly they know that there's going to be, there's going to be the recap that ends with Shannon being shot. So well done indeed. Um, and you know, kind of mentally preparing myself for the, the Anna Lucia flashbacks, I have to say, I kind of was getting myself into something of a Kate mindset in that Anna's life before the crash was not a good one and, uh, kind of anticipating that her story is going to be a grim one. Uh, certainly I think Anna Lucia fits into the mold, which is best fit by Kate, which is a character that we always are not supposed to like and whose actions we aren't supposed to, uh, well, to be entirely sympathetic of. I mean, certainly some of the things that we're going to learn about Anna Lucia in this episode, uh, I mean, certainly is unfortunate. I mean, to, to, <laughs> to be shot is unfortunate. To be shot by somebody using hollow point bullets 
designed to uh, pierce a a police vest, you know, kind of the so-called cop killer bullets. (laughs) That's clearly quite unfortunate. That's a social wrong. He deserves to be punished. Uh, That she was pregnant um, certainly is also... uh, you know, tragically unfortunate. Uh, I'll, I'll argue later in the episode that it, perhaps it's a tad gimmicky, but um, you know, kind of all all sad things indeed. You know, her then her then deciding to kill the guy herself as opposed to. I mean, look. I mean, it, I think anywhere in this country, when you are a convicted cop killer, you're going to jail, and that's it. Um, let alone, you know probably a pretty solid shot at the death penalty if your state does the death penalty so i suppose well i mean i'm clearly now jumping to the end of her flashbacks here but it's a little i don't know it doesn't reflect well on the character that uh you know she essentially kills somebody who's you know well to use a line of saeed's from the end of the episode he essentially she essentially you know when she kills the, her, her her shooter whose name i think is jason uh, well, you know, when she does that, essentially she's killing, killing a dead man, or at least killing a convicted man. I mean, to have a, to have a car, a, a partial uh, fingerprint on the weapon which shot her, and then for her to ID him, I mean, I'm sorry, you're going to jail for that. You're going to jail for the rest of your life, if not, uh, if not death row. So, anyhow, that that was kind of my mindset starting to watch this episode. Um, of course, we learned that she's a cop getting over something which uh, for much of the episode is kept uh, kept from us in vague losty fashion uh and then finally <laughs> not that i was necessarily looking forward to it but then finally we're back to shannon having freshly died which is something if we're watching this uh as it was originally presented something that happened two weeks ago the the rest of that scene though the rest of the teaser act it's a bit paint by numbers i have to say saeed goes at her with a gun echo breaks it up they tussle Anna gets both guns and says, don't move, don't move, don't move, uh, raising the tension just in time for the teaser to end. I did feel, though, kind of, you know, particularly in lost fashion, they end at the, you know, the moment of highest tension to end an act. Um, they don't quite do that. I mean, you know, fine, she has both guns, and she's saying, don't move, don't move, don't move. I mean... For her to say it three times and to get reaction shots from people, we're kind of like, all right, the situation clearly is over. I mean, the woman has two guns. She's telling people not to move. They're not moving. Kind of the moment has passed. Whereas if she had both guns and said, don't move, boom, go to, uh, you know, go to go to the title card. Maybe that would have been a bit more effective. Maybe it was just done for time reasons. Uh, I don't know. But anyhow, after the title card, we certainly do not see likable Anna Lucia, uh, She's ordering Echo, Michael, and Libby to tie up Saeed. And of course, you know, we're completely sympathetic with Saeed here. It's the Saeed that we know and care for and whose motives we completely understand. Uh, certainly, there's an argument to be made that had Saeed, you know, had Saeed shot Anna Lucia back, that that would not have been uh, appropriate. <laughs> would have been understandable, but certainly, you know, would not have been appropriate. But, um, you know, Anosia here, clear, I mean, we as the objective audience, we know that she's overreacting. We know that Saeed is somebody who's, um, who has dealt with uh, disappointment, heartbreak, the unfortunate, etc. in his life many times before. And, and it's probably safe to say that 
uh, after him getting knocked out at the end of the teaser act. I mean, yes, he's filled with grief. Yes, he's filled with rage. But that pretty, you know, particularly if Anna Lucia has two guns, the threat of uh, the threat of something happening, the threat of him uh, kind of going for revenge uh, decreases with each moment. So, again, I mention all this just because I believe fervently that it's a case of Anna Lucia being presented uh, in a negative light. Which uh, I don't know if there's some kind of you know meta comment there that the strongest women in the show, Kate and Anna Lucia, arguably none particularly come to mind. I mean, I suppose Juliet is rather a strong woman, but certainly not kind of the. I mean, if you were heading to a fight and you had to pick one woman or yeah, one woman from Lost to head into that fight with, you know, you'd get down to Kate and Anna Lucia, and then you'd have a tough choice. But I think everyone else would be easily not in the number one slot but anyhow is there some kind of meta comment made by you know these these strongest of women these equals of the the most rough and tumble men that they are uh oftentimes presented in an unlikable light uh, i don't know i mean certainly um certainly kate is uh you know kind of one of the top three stars of the show it's not you know and she's not reviled you know she's not a nikki but, um, you know, she's clearly deeply flawed in a way that many of the other characters are not. And uh, I may be repeating myself here from previous podcasts, but, you know, certainly Jack's flaws, uh, you know, what are his flaws? He reacts a bit too quickly, but he does so in what he thinks is for the best. You know, Claire is stolen. He wants to react immediately and go get her. That's not an inappropriate response. It's just not the best, not the safest, etc. Saeed, who certainly has literal and, and metaphorical blood on his hands, um, you know, perhaps the most likable character of the entire show, uh, certainly someone whose mistakes you you uh, attribute to having, uh, having lived in a certain time in a certain place, uh, you know, and certainly he has... You know, he has his counterparts in uh, your country of choice, your beloved country of choice, uh, who, you know, who get their hands dirty similarly for the same, uh, you know, because they are following orders, et cetera, et cetera. Not to pontificate extensively here. But anyhow, Anna Lucia not presented in a particularly uh, flattering light in this episode. Um, let's get back to this episode. <laughs> how about that? Um so anyhow, I had mentioned how we we understand Saeed's motives, uh, certainly for for wanting to attack uh, Anna Lucia. And speaking of motives that can be understood, there's a moment with Anna Lucia in her LAPD station, which we can discuss, and I think will then be better understood. ¿Estás haciendo esto porque eres capitán o porque eres mi madre? Now, I actually don't mean that as a, as a joke, given that it's uh, in Spanish. Uh, for this season, uh, which was the 2005-2006 uh, television season, ABC had very quietly uh, put out word to its shows that, uh, you know, in part kind of based on market research, based on um, the diversity of the country, etc., ABC said, to all its shows, we want you to find a way, a logical way, 
to put Hispanics in in your show. Uh, this you know this word went out to Lost. This word went out to Grey's Anatomy. Went out to yeah. I mean, I believe their goal was to have a Hispanic in every show where it would fit. They certainly were not asking for for uh, any character to be shoehorned in. But uh, I, I think the directive was something along the lines of you know if you have a character who you're going to cast white for no other reason than that's just what you always do then cast a hispanic uh you know certainly if it calls for i don't know if, you know if you if you're casting for the president of japan don't you know don't bend over backwards and cast a hispanic for it but you know abc said let's start to get you know let's start to make uh hispanics a bit more visible in our shows so that's where cali and gray's anatomy comes from and that uh that is uh that's where Anna Lucia comes from in at least to a certain degree, or maybe perhaps it, w- it would be better said that's where uh, Michelle Rodriguez's casting comes from. Uh, and I don't mean that in any way to take away from the character of Anna Lucia or to take away from the acting of Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, it was just, you know, as I say, it was just a choice by ABC to, um, well, to, to want to reflect the diversity of the country uh, and there you go. And I think certainly, you know, the argument can be made. Anna Lucia is not a Hispanic character per se. I mean, clearly, you know, she is, especially based on that clip. But I think ABC's point was you probably would have just cast, you know, uh, um, the woman playing Juliet, whose name escapes me. You, know, you probably would have cast a tall, thin blonde in that role just because isn't that what you always do? You know, Um so I think ABC's point was, well, if you're going to do that, then why don't you, you know, why don't you go for a little diversity uh, for a character that doesn't, uh, for a character that's just being as human as everyone else. So anyhow, back on the island, uh, and indeed, well, yeah, back on the island, uh, it really does feel like a reunion. That feeling from the flashback kind of continues here. Uh, pardon me, not the flashback, the, uh, the looking, uh, looking back, oh my goodness, the previously on Lost. It feels like a reunion back on the island. There we go. It's been ages since we've seen Jack and Kate and Hurley and Charlie. And their scene of them kind of playing golf, it's charming enough. There's uh, some uh, trite, flirty conversation about golf between Kate and Jack. It's solid enough. Um, not particularly effective other than just to kind of welcome everyone back. Um, anyhow, back with Saeed, things are a bit more serious. There's uh, just a wonderful acting moment out of Saeed, who looks uh, distraught before he's angry. And um, th- it's a nice touch, too, that it's Echo who ultimately picks up Sawyer. The, of course, Sawyer being uh, you know, quite sick from that bullet wound. Uh, and it's a nice touch that Echo is the one who picks him up to bring him back to camp. Taking him back to his camp. Don't leave. Please. If that were you, he'd let you die. I'm not doing it for him. I'm doing it for me. I love the echo there, kind of is still the man looking to atone, even though, uh, you know, killing those two others was. almost unquestionably the right thing to do uh certainly the right thing to do in the moment um and uh 
you know, he, he took his time to atone uh, in terms of the 40 days of silence and, and whatnot, but that he still uh, is feeling the weight of his decisions. So well done. Uh, moving on in the Anna Lucia flashback, uh, it, it just felt slightly frustrating. There was more of that lost sleight of hand, vague about what happened to Anna, why her Danny left. Um, after all the info uh, with uh, a limited mystery last week, it definitely felt a little tough getting back into the normal flow of things. I mean, certainly this lost sleight of hand is is normal, but it just, I don't know, just felt a little, felt a little tough. Um, we also see, in of course, that flashback that she's trigger happy and she's still damaged. Uh, particularly, uh, you know, you might recall she, uh, there's kind of the, the domestic squabble between uh, a young mother holding a baby and a guy holding uh, a TV. And Lucia pulls the gun on him, even though he clearly is not, you know, a, a huge threat. Um, and indeed, that, that scene ends with uh, the partner telling her to holster her gun. Back on the island, where she is with Saeed and the Taylor crew, uh, she's got her gun out. It's another kind of nice touch. And I'll mention, too, in case I forget to mention it later, because I don't think I have it in my notes. Um, I mean, irony of ironies, Anna Lucia in the flashback, or previous to the flashback, uh, gets shot. In the flashback, she shoots someone. In uh, On the island, she shoots someone. And then how does she end the show? She gets shot. Uh... Just a nice little bit of nice little bit of symmetry there. I don't know how much was intentional. Uh, certainly, the the story of uh, you know how how drunken lost actors get kicked off the show pretty quickly, either coincidentally or not. Um, you know that's an oft told story. Uh, and uh, Michelle Rodriguez and uh, the woman playing Libby, whose name escapes me, as I'm sure you know, they both got DUIs in the same night. Uh, they both die in the same episode. Um, so I have to, I don't remember to where Anna Lucia was shot, although I feel like it was in the midsection. Uh, if indeed it was the midsection, um, just a, you know, a little bit of um, kind of grim irony there, seeing as how that is, uh, we can only assume that's roughly where she was shot uh, by Jason previous to the flashback, given that it, uh, it, um, you know, kind of took the life of her unborn child type thing. So there's kind of some, a gun theme for, for Anna Lucia. Um, there's also, as they're kind of all sitting there, there's also uh, the sign that Anna Lucia's little fiefdom is starting to fall apart. Sit down. Now. I'm bringing them water. You gonna shoot me? Shoot me. Don't even think of untying him. I get the impression that they're not especially angry at her for this uh, unfortunate but understandable uh, mistake, that of shooting Shannon. I just think that they're tired of living under her authoritative control, and it's it's as simple as that. Uh, anyhow, when Echo and Jack meet, there's some wonderful acting. Uh, you might recall Jack is uh, looking for a lost golf, lost golf ball uh, kind of in the tree line, and then... Uh, you know, Kate sees someone coming, and uh, naturally, Jack is suspicious of who this giant muscle man carrying a half-dead Sawyer might be. Um, and I, you know, it's it's a moment designed for kind of a, a chuckle because we know Echo; we understand that he's uh, uh, passive, um, 
ultimately passive, uh, despite kind of being able to, um, you know, vociferously attack uh, those who are attacking him. And certainly, this is at a point upon first view that we don't uh, we don't know his um, his background as an African drug lord, so we kind of don't really know the depths of his of his depravity, so to speak. But anyhow, um, after the initial care to Sawyer, there's another nice moment, which is Echo touching the Swan Hatch logo. Uh, certainly, and it's just him touching it. It's a shot of it, a shot of the logo, then him touching it, and then then it moves on rather quickly. But Certainly, he must be thinking that it's it's similar, but different than the one uh, that he saw at the Arrow Hatch. Uh, I look at it and I see him having this first moment of realization uh, that there's some kind of larger world here with these hatches. Uh, and indeed, upon first viewing, isn't that us? Um, indeed, I guess you could make the argument too that in many ways, Echo Echo kind of is the audience in an aggressive in a more aggressive way compared to Hurley, who's the audience oftentimes in a more passive way. I mean, if people attack your camp in the middle of the night, if people were dragging you away, isn't it reasonable for you just to, to, to grab a rock and to, to do what you need to do to protect yourself? Don't you imagine that you'd do that in that situation? Um, once you've, you've uh, had the loss that the tailies did, when you see... Sawyer and uh, Michael show up on the beach, wouldn't you immediately react to attack uh, to, to once again protect yourself, given that people have died and people have been stolen amongst your midst? So maybe that's why Echo kind of is so beloved, because he's, he's a version of us. Anyhow, halfway through this episode, I had, well, ultimately I was just feeling a bit bored. Uh, I felt like there was extra tension for the sake of stretching the episode. Saeed is tied up Will she release him? Won't she release him? It just kind of feels like filler, especially with Bernard reminding us, well, I mean Anna Lucia, wink, wink, uh, that he wants to see his wife. Uh, even the most casual viewer could predict that, you know, if we cried when we met Bernard at the end of uh, his first episode, we'll cry when we see him with Rose at the end of this episode. So point being, halfway through the episode, I think that you're kind of going like, you know, there's a lot of discussion about, Saeed, who should we let him go? Jack, you know, in a bit we're going to talk about how Jack wants him let go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all just kind of like, it's kind of filler to get to the end, in a sense. Um, and not particularly well hidden at, at being that. You know, certainly there's many an episode that's just, I mean, right, the basics of drama. You set up the problem, you spend the course of the episode solving the problem, and then at the end... The, the problem which has driven the episode should be resolved. Um, and I don't know. They're just, they, it just feels like they're stretching because then it's some of them are leaving, uh, leaving where Saeed is tied up and Echo's going to meet with Jack. And, but then Michael's still going to deliver other news to Jack and Jack wants guns and Echo doesn't want guns. It's just, it's, it's a bit gimmicky. It's not a great episode, which. It feels like that happens after great episodes. And is that just because, you know, these fantastic episodes, you can't possibly live up to them next week? I mean, you know, to come back to a merely great weekly episode, you're going to feel uh, feel a bit of a letdown compared to these, you know, top 10 episodes uh, of the entire series. I don't know. But anyhow, let's get back to this episode. <laughs> uh, seeing Anna Lucia mourn over dead Shannon made me wonder again 
what it's like to be killed off in a show and then need to show up for work the next week uh, for the next episode playing a dead body. I mean, what must have that been like for, for Maggie Grace to have this entire episode dedicated to her where we really are understanding her pathos. We're really understanding why she is the way she is. We really are on her side. And then there's this tragic death and she dies in the man's arms and it's just you know it, it leaves us stunned absolutely stunned um and then you know you get the call sheet for uh, i know lost would film generally they would take 10 days 10 days to film an episode saturday and sunday off um but that you know week one you start an episode let's say week one you start episode one monday through friday week two you start episode two Monday through Friday while week one is completing in, in, in the second week, if that makes sense. So certainly there might have been instances where, for the sake of just logic, you know, they're, on, on Monday and Tuesday, Maggie Grace shoots her death scene. Uh, and then on Wednesday and Thursday, she's playing the dead body. So, it's, so there's a, a continuity there. It's not like, you know, you go home and then, you know, come back the next week or whatever. But what must that be like to know that the show has... The show's done with you and that at a certain point it's gonna be a final take and they say all right ladies and gentlemen that's it for maggie grace and everyone applauds you go back to the trailer you wash the blood off you give back the costume with the bullet hole in it and then you pack your belongings and go back to la just must be tough must be tough but i mean she's had a good she's had a good uh, kind of post lost career maybe not not stellar but she's she's doing okay so anyhow back once again to this episode it's like i'm trying to avoid it um, the scenes that Echo and Locke share really are quite good. It's these two sages kind of sharing their own brand of wisdom. There's not particularly important dialogue going on in this episode between them when they're, when they're in the hatch. A blonde woman was shot, she was with an Arab man, but it's kind of fun nonetheless. Uh, once again, it's a pity that Echo left the show by his own accord. Uh, and to me, it's one of these great what-ifs, and, and certainly it's something that could be saved for the, for the third season, but... He wanted to return to London. He didn't like the vibe of being kind of alone in Hawaii. And I don't know. It's a shame. I know that that then opened up more room for Ben, uh, which certainly was to the, the benefit of the show. But say lovey. I'll mention, too, he was a jerk for wanting more money uh, to show up in the finale in that final church scene. And the producers have been very clear about that when people said, why not Echo? And they just said, we offered him a price. He wanted five times the amount to show up for a day or two of shooting for us to fly him to Hawaii on our expense, for us to put him up in a hotel on our expense and to not need to learn any dialogue, to chill with some actors that he did a, a season plus with and to just kind of hang out, you know, eat some cookies at the craft services table, have some, you know, how about give something back to the fans who, who enjoyed you on the show? No, he wanted more money. So big you to the actor anyhow back in the hatch see i keep trying to avoid talking about this episode i'm not a fan of this episode but back in the hatch jack is berating echo for not letting for not telling him anything then michael brings jack up to speed and jack is ready to run out to the forest again guns ablazing again it's just kind of crazy jack um but at least this time i have echo agreeing with me Get out there, right? Yeah, I think so. We should stop and think about this, Jack. Think about what, John? Shannon's dead. 
Besides being held at gunpoint. You want to sit here and hope that situation resolves itself? Be my guest. Know how to use this? Yes, sir. Stop! Please. What do you want? Excuse me. Peace, revenge, justice. And you are going out with all these guns. What do you want? I want all of our people back here safely. Your friend, Mana Lucia, made a mistake. What did you say? Mana Lucia made a mistake. I'm mildly amused that Jack is kind of amazed by his own crisscross moment there, that he's met somebody named Anna Lucia who was on the plane, and these are tail section people, and she was in the tail section, and, you know, it's just, there's a bit of amazement there, I don't know. Um, is it manufactured? Do we really connect with it just because we saw the previously unlost bit that reminded us that we met her already? Eh, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, does it mean it also that we should be amazed by the fact that there's been this crisscross? I mean, once again, this episode is kind of making me a tad grumpy. Uh, was it because I watched it late last night? I don't know, but I, I, I don't think so. I think it's just a letdown after that tender and wonderful Shannon episode abandoned, and then a spectacular other 48 days. It's just it's a bit of a letdown. At least, though, there is a fantastic, fantastic Saeed moment. Almost 40 days ago on this very island. I tied a man to a tree and I tortured him. I tortured him as I've tortured many men. Men whose voices I still hear in the night. Should you kill me? Maybe you should. How great is that? Just this wonderful monologue plopped in the middle of an episode uh, you know, that's action-y and, and whatnot. Just, just so wonderful. Fantastic acting, fantastic writing. Unfortunately, though, that wonderful moment leads to Anna Lucia narrating a story from her past. But it is the story that we've been seeing in her flashback. I don't recall them having done that before, when a character narrates their own story the story that we're watching in that episode. It just seems cheap. This is a visual art, film and television is. And in film and television, you don't speak about the action, you show it. Was it cost-cutting? Was it time-wise? I don't know, but to... I mean, knowing that Anna Lucia had been in, involved in an a officer-related gun incident or whatever the mother said, how tense would it have been to show a flashback you know if, if uh you know somebody says anna lucia why are you this way and to see her responding on a call and um you know we uh, there's the guy and he has a tv and all of a sudden he pulls the gun and she gets shot i mean it just would have been this you know i think we would have been more sympathetic towards her heck when she gets shot at the end of this season which may or may not have been planned at this point i don't know but when she gets shot how wonderful would it have been that we've now seen her 
essentially gets shot twice in the show. Not that I want to you know, see her shot, but it just would have been this wonderful symmetry. Get shot in the real world in the, in the, the midsection, and especially as a cop, paramedics come, quick, uh, you know, quick fix, you live. Get shot on the island, you quickly die. Just would have been a wonderful symmetry, but instead she just talks about it. She talks about it. It's ugh. to be fair, though. I mean, Saeed asks what happened, and uh, and then Anna Lucia pauses, and we do get to flashback. Nonetheless, uh, Saeed asking kind of how that story end, ended. She's in a bar, and the song "Outside" by Stained is playing. Uh, it, it's a little heavy-handed, uh, showing Anna Lucia sitting there mournful uh, with the lyrics, "I'm on the outside, I'm looking in." bit heavy-handed in a certainly imperfect episode. Speaking of heavy-handed, I also personally think that it was heavy-handed for Anna Lucia to not only gun down Jason, who, of course, tried to kill her, so I guess in TV land, that's even enough, but to reveal that she was pregnant. I mean, isn't that what happens on soap operas, you know, at least before they apparently canceled them all? You know, that Susie or Janie, she wasn't just killed, but she was killed while pregnant. As I say, it just feels a little gimmicky. It's a little kind of pouring it on here. It's a little, you know, let's really understand why we should feel sympathetic for her. Anyhow, ultimately, Anna Lucia, of course, lets Saeed go. Uh, and with Saeed leaving, <laughs> he throws her a metaphor, which I think is meant to uh, mess up the audience if taken literally. I can just see, frankly, lesser people hearing that and, and going bonkers over it and saying, you know, it's proof that they're dead. To me, it's just proof that the show is trying to stoke the audience into having a discussion. Um, and, I mean, Saeed has just heard about this woman who had her life ruined at the hands of, uh, at the hands of uh, Jason. And then... He's now had his life ruined, uh, or you know, so he feels, because of course he's lost his uh, his soulmate, and that's what he means when they're dead. They're you know, he's saying, "Why should I kill you when when your life is so awful and my life is so awful too?" That's clearly what he what he means. Anyhow, at that point, we go to commercial. We come back. We start the final act. Sawyer's fighting his infection and. That left me feeling kind of unsatisfied. I mean, we don't really think that Sawyer's going to die. Not not really. Uh, we don't think that they're going to kill off the character through the wonderfully dramatic means of a, you know, a slow infection caused by a septic wound, you know. Anyhow, the episode certainly picks up emotional steam as Michael hits the beach and uh, Giacchino starts to play the scene. Michael sees Vincent. Charlie sees everyone coming back. Rose slowly enters the scene from their right. I have to say, seeing Bernard and Rose meet, finally, it just works. This is the great payoff uh, that the show has simply but beautifully earned. Uh, it didn't quite make me ball my eyes out as I did with uh, the, the Bernard reveal, that, that Bernard was alive. Uh, but it's nice. It's beautiful. It's love. Uh... If there wasn't more for the show to deal with, Sun and Jin, Shannon, Saeed, Jack, Anna Lucia, 
Perhaps they would have had more time in the episode and would have closed with Bernard and Rose, which certainly would have been my choice. And it's a pity that they didn't. Um, however, Sun, somehow predictably, doesn't join anyone else for the big hello. Uh, luckily, though, Jin and Sun are able to run towards each other in slow motion and embrace. Cheesy, a tad. Earned, fair, yes, I suppose it is. Then we go to Echo and Jack, meeting up with Saeed and Lucia in Shannon's body. Uh, Jakino is still playing the scene, so Saeed wordlessly goes by. He knows now is not time to talk when Mr. Jakino is, is uh, playing the scene, as it, as it is said. The episode ends with Jack and Lucia staring at each other, a wide shot showing their metaphorical and literal distance. Frankly, it feels like, once again, we have an episode that just stops, having run out of time, not having found the proper end. That, unfortunately, is how the episode ends. But of course, the podcast is not over. Here are a few gems from Wikipedia to, uh, pardon me, from Lostpedia to uh, fill in the blanks. Uh, L. Scott Caldwell, who plays Rose, and Sam Anderson, who plays Bernard, they deliberately did not meet before their reunion scene as they wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So kudos to them. Kudos to them. Uh, You know, not being an actor, I would have thought that it would be easier to meet ahead of time, So, just as the characters have met ahead of time. But I think that uh, being capable actors, they probably have, um, when they're in character, they probably have a certain emotional connection to the other character, and it doesn't require the two actors to, you know, go out for a cup of coffee ahead of time or to, to talk in the uh, makeup uh, room or whatever it might be. So, Another bit from Lostpedia. Maggie Grace was credited as a special guest star for playing Shannon's corpse. This is the only time in the series that a special guest star did not have lines, which isn't particularly fascinating, but certainly is kind of a neat bit of trivia. This episode was originally promoted as Charlie-centric and titled Old Habits in order to hide Shannon's death. There were hopes that viewers, viewers would think this episode focused around Charlie using drugs again. However, the title would play into Anne Lucia's old habit of shooting people. I like that. Uh, Certainly, you know, we're at such a point now where um, this advanced buzz of episodes clearly is well behind us with the show now over. But um, I kind of like that some of the normal press things that they would need to do for TV Guide, for the blogosphere, etc. You know, that they, they needed to use some of that to their advantage by telling little white lies. So... Uh, this also, says Lostpedia, is the first episode to be centric to someone who wasn't one of the original 14 main characters. So there you go. That is it for uh, the bit from Lostpedia. I'll quickly mention uh, there's footage from this episode in particular, and perhaps a little bit in the next and certainly some previous episodes, but there's footage from this scene where uh, Jack is tending to, uh, to Sawyer. It made me think back to this wonderful uh, mashup video that someone did on YouTube now, five, five and a half years ago. It's called Brokeback Island. If you search for just that, it's the, the first result is it. And basically what they've done is taken footage from Lost and edited it together uh, in the format with the soundtrack of the Brokeback Mountain preview. And it's absolutely hilarious because it essentially is... Um, uh, well, the notion of Brokeback Island is that uh, Jack and Sawyer find their find their hidden love for each other 
and uh, it's absolutely hilarious. It's spot on. It's incredibly hilarious. So check out uh, Brokeback Island on YouTube. And with that, let's look ahead to next week's episode. Episode 209 is finally what Kate did. Learn what Kate did in what Kate did. And a reminder as well that new episodes launch to the website, iTunes, and the Lost Podcasting Network on Mondays. If you'd like to share feedback, there's tons of ways to do it. You can call the voice message line on Google Voice at 732-707-1815. Do that from any phone. Uh, you can say hello to me on Twitter, where I am Looking Back Lost. You can send an email to lookingbackatlost at gmail.com. Visit the webpage, lookingbackatlost.podbean.com. And last but certainly not least, you can find the show on iTunes, where reviews are always appreciated. So thank you very much for listening yet again. And I will speak to you all next week for episode 209, What Kate Did. Thank you for getting lost with me. Bye-bye. I'm